Welcome to Backseat Basketball Banter. I'm Jonathan here with my buddy Sam, and today we will be expanding the NBA. How would this expansion work? The NBA would have to approve the expansion, obviously. If they if they wanted to expand their current team pool, they would have to allow another city to plead their case and say, hey, we want it. Can we get it? And the NBA obviously would have to have the final say there. Um, each Each team would have to protect eight players in the NBA. So Spurs, all these teams, any team, you have to sit down and, and choose eight players that you're going to protect from entering this lottery. So only one player per team that isn't protected can be drafted to an expansion franchise. Sam, so what do you think about these rules and how, how would money go into this? Yeah, so we looked into the last time that the NBA expanded, which was the Charlotte Bobcats when they entered the league. Um, and the way that the expansion worked, uh, you already said that some players got protected by the team. Now, there are some uh, rules about who's allowed to get protected and who isn't. So anyone who had an expiring contract can't get protected because they'll be an unrestricted free agent. But anyone else is fair game. So teams try to select their top eight players that they feel like they should continue to build around that's their core they protect those guys they're safe from getting drafted everyone else is fair game uh there is one slight exception into the decision making process and that's that expansion franchises operate at 80 percent of the salary cap so that's... we did the math this year and it would be 92 million dollars for the upcoming uh 2020 2021 uh, season, and but the, they are allowed to go up to five million dollars into the luxury tax to pay that low low luxury tax cost. In the first year, it's eighty percent, and the second year it rises to ninety percent of what every other team. Yeah, would pay and then the third year, uh, by the third year, they're allowed to operate like any other franchise. So each team would have to draft. Each expansion team would have to draft at least fourteen players, and it's interesting because Sam and I today are going to make our own teams. And for me, I, we, we were deciding on where we should put our teams and base our teams. And I was thinking that Mexico, Mexico City should get a team. But uh, I ended up giving Hawaii the, the, the final say. I am going to call myself the Honolulu Luau's. That's a good team name, man. Uh, I don't see any professional sports happening in Hawaii, but we see the NFL Pro Bowl there. That's true. So, so there, there is some, some need for sports in that city. I decided to take mine into middle America um, and Boise, Idaho, and I'll be calling myself the Idaho Potatoes. Oh, that's a pretty funny name. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see the players rocking a big old mashed potato on their, on their jersey. Or maybe, so, maybe a, a baked potato, and then if, when they beat the other team, they say that they got matched. So Sam and I went on to this ESPN website and we NBC, found actually. NBC, I, I apologize, NBC. And we found that we found a, a pool of players, which we are able to select from each has their, their salary for the year. And we have to stay within 92 million and then the five extra million on the luxury tax. Sam and I are going to do rock, paper, scissors for the first pick. And we'll, it won't be snake draft. We'll just be going one, one, one. And we'll see who has a better team at done. So, All right. So whoever wins the best two out of three is going to get uh, the number one pick. You ready you for ready? this rock, paper, scissors? All right, dude. You kind us right. off. Rock, 
paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, let's go. Right. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Let's go, dude. Let's oh, go. Man. <laughs> All, right. All right. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Nah, you cheated, bro. Yes, no, you I did it. not. You threw it before me, man. Nah, we got nah. this. We got the first overall. All right, it's all right. I'll, I'll, I'll draft a pretty dang good team at number two. Yeah, me too. Let's see. All right. All right. So we're looking right now, just so you know what's happening on our screens. We're taking a look at this NBC6 article uh, where they broke down the likely players that would be protected and which, team, which players would not be protected by each team. They factored in a lot of uh, – things including the talent level of the player but also a lot of teams are trying to get rid of those bad contracts that they no longer want to keep around on their roster i'm looking right now at guys like kevin love john wall those big 40 million dollar contracts that teams don't want to pay their players so those are some interesting options for getting a star player on your team jonathan you have the first pick so i have a i have a decent strategy going into this I want to spend a decent amount of money in the early rounds, you know, and then maybe hit a big player in the end, seeing what my team already has and hitting the needs then. So with the first overall pick in our expansion draft, I'm going to go with former Nick Bobby Portis, who I feel like is one of the best forwards because he's so, so good at defending. And defending, I can't stress it enough, defending – is key to getting minutes and Bobby Portis is a starter plug and play at the four or five position any given night he can guard whoever he's guarding and he he can score him too yeah man so that's I think that's a pretty decent pick now just to clear up any rules that might not have been perfectly clear now Jonathan is no longer allowed to draft any other Knicks players but I'm still allowed to draft a Nick. So I'm taking a look at who else is available from the New York Knicks. And I see Dennis Smith Jr. is an option, but no, I'm no longer forced to draft him early because even if Jonathan wanted him, he can't take him. That's so true. I'm taking a look at what guys are available, what team has uh, the best options. And I want to get a star player with my first pick. I want okay. my first pick to be a splash. So I'm going to go with Gordon Hayward from the Boston Celtics. That's a really he has a good hefty pick. contract. He's got a hefty $34 million, so that cuts into that salary cap early. And that's likely why they uh, did not list him as a protected player. But in my opinion, that's a great player to build around. He's going to be a veteran presence. And he's not too far removed from some big seasons. So yeah. I, I think that's a good start for me. I'm, I'm happy to have a star player join my team, you know, sell some tickets for Idaho Potatoes. You know, you, you could take it away with the third pick. So I spent around $15,750,000 on Bobby Portis. So I'm, I'm left with roughly $76 million, which is still a really good start, obviously. Sam, Sam went to splash at the beginning. I'm going to hold off a little here. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the list here, and I see another great defensive player, which is what I want to try and build here at the Honolulu Luau's. So I'm going to go ahead – I get the steal value pick for Ronnie McGruder at five million, roughly five million dollars. So that'll leave me at around seventy-one million, still giving me a lot of room to work with. That's a great option, man. And I remember when he came up um, out of the the development league and joined in, uh, the Heat roster, he was locking guys down. And yep, he's not getting as much run time in LA right now. But I think that could be a good pick for you. They call him the scavenger because he does the dirty work, 
And that's what I'm trying to build in this environment. Yeah. So now I'm going to scan uh, what teams I have available and which players I have. And I want to go for a young guy, someone that maybe hasn't had the opportunity to shine, um, someone who might have been passed over or forgotten about that can make a big difference on an expansion franchise. And at $6.5 million per year, I think Jabari Parker is oh, the option at power man. forward. I built my two big forwards right now, Lou Gordon Hayward and Jabari Parker. I think he can provide a lot of length and defense, and he's a pretty decent scorer if given the opportunity. That was going to be my pick. Now I have to <laughs> scramble right here real quick. Um, so right now I have a forward slash center and a shooting guard. So this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking I take a good value pick again. I'm getting – Really good player for, for low amounts of money. Yeah. And I've been watching this guy since back in Philly. He was been, he's been playing great basketball. Oh, no. And TJ McConnell. What a pick. Is, is going to be my pick here. I was looking at a few other guys. I don't want to tell you, obviously, for my strategy-wise purposes. But TJ McConnell is going to take the edge over them at a very, very good value at $3.5 million. Yeah, and he, he's a scrappy guy. You know, he does his job. That seems like the perfect expansion team player. You know, when he was in Philly, he that, that team was basically an expansion franchise when they tore it down to the ground and started to build from scratch. So uh, he's used to that environment, and he played pretty well in that environment. So, you know, you pair him up with some of the other guys that you already picked up. You obviously still have 11 to go. You're keeping your salary cap open, but – uh, I'm playing a, a bit more of an aggressive route in the beginning. That's um, smart too. So I'm looking right now and I want length on my team. I want a guy that's intimidating. I want a guy that's terrifying. And I'm going to go with Boban Marjanovic. Oh, that is giant. a really, really good pick. Yeah, the friendly giant. He's only going to cost me three and a half mil. Um, he's on the Dallas Mavericks. And that cuts my salary cap to just under – $48 million left. Wow. I still got a lot of players to go, but I think that that core of uh, Gordon Hayward, Jabari Parker, now adding Boban to the mix, that's a scary unit to have to score against. Good. So what what money were you at? I'm just under 48 mil. I'm at 47, 8, 12,915. Yo. No, just continue. Okay, yeah. Just keep going. All right. So how much money did you have, Sam? Uh, I'm just under 48 mil. So it's wow. at 47,812,000. So I'm, I'm at 67 million right now. Yeah. And I'm also going to take another value pick at my fourth pick. I already have Bobby Portis, Rodney Magruder, TJ McConnell. So I'm feeling I need a little shooting on this team. Although they all can decently shoot. But I need, I need that point guard who can, shooter. who can come off the bench, maybe even start. So I'm going to go Quinn Cook from the L.A. Lakers, who's, who's really been balling. That was my pick, career. man. <laughs> All right. Value bye. pick value pick for $3 million, which leaves me at 64 mil. And my team's looking clean. I have good defense, good transition basketball, and good shooting. So I have no complaints so far. All right, so since you went with the guy that was on my to-do list, I need to now scan over what's available. 
And again, I am now playing a little bit more pressed on that uh, salary cap, but I want my first few picks to be really popping. I want, if at the end of the draft, I have to make a few sacrifices, that's all right, because realistically in, in an NBA season, teams run eight, nine man rotations. The bottom of the draft is not as important for me as the top. I want to get a solid group of guys and I'm going to take a discount Quinn Cook, maybe uh, Jordan Poole at $2 Ooh. million. I, oh man, Jordan Poole is on my, my watch list right here. I think I was maybe going to take him with my next pick potentially, Yeah, but Jordan Poole. My, really my explanation for him is relatively the same as yours for Quinn Cook there. They play a similar role. They fit a similar role, but I have Gordon Hayward on my team. That's going to be the main uh, star. So I, I, I can fit a guy like Jordan Poole to stretch the floor to make it a little easier for some of the other guys on, on my roster. I really respect that pick. I was looking at that too. Um, so right now my team's lacking some shooting at the two, three spot. I really don't have a set three small forward. So I'm looking at Portland here and Rodney Hood's available for a, a measly six million. So I feel like that's a no brainer, leaving me at fifty-eight mil, which is a value. It's still it's still higher than me, man. I'm I'm sitting pretty at forty forty five. That's it's not terrible, but you still we still got a long way to go. So let's see how you pull this off. We got a long draft to go, but uh, I'm I'm trying to play risky. I'm, I'm making those big plays early on. So now you also locked the Blazers. You can no longer pick a Blazer. Um, so I'm trying to take a look at what teams have have those big guys available, guys that could essentially start on on many rosters. Maybe maybe come off the bench as a six man. And I'm looking at Patty Mills. Okay. He's not very cheap. He will cost me 13 mil, but. That, I think that will round out uh, my starters. Um, maybe not. Maybe I'll see if I could get a, a more valuable player than Jordan Poole and have him be a six-man. But as of right now, that'll round out my starters. Patty Mills would start at point and Jordan Poole at, at the shooting guard as of right now. That's what I'm looking at. That's Patty really Mills is a shooter. He has that playoff experience, a championship experience. He knows what he's doing. That's a good culture I'm building on my team right now. So – I have my sixth overall pick right now. I have on my team Rodney Hood, Quinn Cook, TJ McConnell, Rodney Magruder, and Bobby Portis. So I'm looking at my team, and I see a lot of good defensive players, uh, but I, I feel like I'm missing a nice four. Mm -hmm. And I see here the Pistons have Blake Griffin available Ooh. because of the contract and those injuries are yeah but i think i'm gonna have to take the dive on a franchise potential franchise player for the honolulu luau's for 36 million Ooh. which is gonna cut my budget to 21 million moving forward so i have a few more picks here half we're, we're almost halfway at the draft mm -hmm. so i gotta see how i can muster up a good a good squad with the money I have left. All right. That, that's a, a risky play, but I respect it. If Blake Griffin can stay on the floor, then he's a great player, an all-star. He could definitely lead that team if he's on the floor. But there's also a reason that in this uh, simulation, the Pistons have him available. 
That means they're not ready to pay that contract. They're ready to rebuild. And they don't feel like he's uh, a part of that, that dynamic. I'm not rebuilding anything. I'm building. We are building okay. a contender from year one. We are going to the playoffs and we are going to make some noise. All right. I like the confidence. So now I'm looking at what options are available to me. And there's a player that has been on my mind ever since your first pick. And I think now is a good time to pull the trigger. Uh, it's his former teammate. Now he's going to be joining the Idaho Potatoes. An athlete, a potential game changer if he develops a little better, Dennis Smith Jr. of the New York Knicks. Um, he's not too expensive. He's at $5.5 million for me right now. Um, it is cutting into my salary cap. My salary cap is starting to dwindle. But I think that's a great athlete, a guy that can play defense if taught how to properly. You know, he could run an offense. He's an athlete. He could jump. He could score. He could pass. I think we could develop him, given more opportunities, into a great player. Yeah, I really like the pick, Sam. Um, going on to my next pick, this I feel is a, kind of a development pick because I'm going to take former wizard Isaac Bunga, who brings length and athleticism for his size to my team, which is good for developing and, and honestly focusing not only on this year, but the future and the years down the line. That's a good pick. He's got that good frame, you know. Uh, a lot of times in these kind of selections, uh, remember, it's the players that are not making the original roster. These aren't the protected guys. So you, you're looking to see what kind of value you can squeeze out of them. And I think I think you did a pretty good job there with that Isaac. Bond yeah, pick. and especially for $1.6 I feel like you can't go wrong getting a, mm -hmm. a young player. All right. So, again, I'm trying to take a look at what my options can be. Um, I have some athleticism. I have pretty decent shooting. But now I want a guy that can just get a bucket when he has to. Someone that's shown some great potential, but maybe hasn't lived up to it as much as he should. And that's going to be Mario Hizonia. Ooh. Uh, when he was drafted to the Magic, I wasn't too thrilled. I didn't think that he was deserving of the fifth overall pick. But he had a pretty damn good season in New York. When he blocked LeBron. He had some big game. moments. Yeah. He showed up to games when they counted. I think coming off the bench with my seventh pick right here, Mario Hazonia would be a great option. He's cost me just under $2 million. I think that's a great value pick. And I, I took him with absolutely no regrets. You couldn't snack him even if you wanted to since you have Rodney Hood on your roster. It's a, it's a good selection. But for my next pick, I feel like I'm, I'm going to get one of the biggest steals for my team who can bring a lot of energy off of the bench and protect some of my, my shooting guards or small forwards if, if they do go down with injury. I'm going to go with James Ennis III for $2.1 million, leaving me at a total of $17.9 which will allow me to still expand my roster while getting great value picks for low money. Now, that's a name I have not heard in a little while. I remember when his first game in the NBA, he got that nasty poster on Wall Butler. Mm -hmm. and then nothing else after that <laughs> he had one highlight play and then faded off into the distance but he's that's not a bad thing he has been a, playing on a lot of good teams and and been a decent role player at times throughout the past years which is what i need for him step up when someone's hurt even maybe run out of a starting job in the future who knows that's an interesting pick and again this 
in this world that we're building right here, we would assume that we have a decent enough coaching and development staff that he would be able to turn into something special. So I want a little bit of a, a dog on my team right now. I need to build that backbone in my culture. And a decent shooter, but overall just a workhorse. I'm going to go with Mike Scott. Oh, no, he was up next. At power forward. He's, he oh, is going to cost me five mil, which brings me at just under $20 million for salary cap. But I feel like he's going to be an important part of a rotation. He's, he's already cracking the rotation for the Sixers. And that team, as long as they get their, their spacing down right, they can be a scary force for years to come. And I'm going to snag him away from that team before it's too late. That's a really, really good pick. He, he brings a lot to a basketball team. Mm-hmm. I was hoping he would be able to bring that to the Honolulu Luau's, but I guess he's going to the Idaho Potatoes. There's he's nothing we can do about that. have a career in Boise. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go an interesting pick here, and I know he's definitely on your radar. So try not to try not to get mad here. But I'm going to go the Timberwolves, Omari Spellman for Great one point nine, one point nine million, pick. which leaves me at fifteen million. Omari Spellman, really, really young, lots of potential. I could see this kid going and maybe even developing into a 2010 guy down the line. So we have to see. But if we have the right system around him, the right development, he's not going to be a main guy in his first year with us in Honolulu, but we'll definitely develop him and get there. I like that pick. I don't like that you made that pick because he's (laughs) next on my list. But, you know, when you're starting a new franchise, you want to sell tickets. You want to have storylines. And there's one guy that, while his talent might be there, his production hasn't been. But one thing you know is that the storylines will follow wherever he goes. And that's Grayson Allen. Oh, man, bro. <laughs> Do you yeah. see my shirt right here? What are you doing taking Grayson fantastic, Allen? Fantastic college player. Hasn't translated fully to the NBA, but he's young. And maybe going to an expansion franchise is what he needs. He had a fantastic college career and i think at least some of that could transfer to the nba that pick disgusts me (laughs) all right so my team let's give you a quick look i have spellman ennis bonga griffin hood cook mcconnell mcgruder and portis so right now i'm thinking of starting blake griffin at the four and then portis at the five so I need a pretty good backup center for Portis. And I see somebody that catches my eye. And Sam can't touch him. And I've had my eye on him for a while because Sam took Gordon Hayward with his first overall pick from the Celtics, leaving yep. Ennis Cantor available for me for $5 million that I can wait this long, see my team, see if I need him. And I'm pretty sure he fits perfectly, leaving, with me, leaving me with around $10.9 million. I feel like this is a value pick. Cantor is worth much more to my team than, than the $5 million that we're paying him. That was a great pick, but I can't complain. I got Gordon Hayward off the Celtics, leaving Cantor all to you. All right, I want to take a look at what I have so far. So I got Gordon Hayward, Jabari Parker, Boban Marjanovic, Jordan Poole, Patty Mills, Dennis Smith Jr., Mario Hazonia, Mike Scott, and Grayson Allen. I think I have some decent shooting. 
I have an all right defense building around now. But I don't know if I love Boban as my starting center. I think that he could be a great menace off the bench, make some great minutes defensively, maybe block a couple of shots, get the fans involved. But I want a more consistent producing center. So I'm going to pay the big price, but I think it's worth it. I'm going to go with DeAndre Jordan. No way. You're spending – how much is it, $11 million? Ten, $10 million. Oh, my God. What are you so – how I'm much at, money do you have left? I have $6.8 million to go. Uh, and that's oh, to say man. under the salary cap. Now, I might have to go a little bit into into luxury tax, but I'm trying to stay as, as low uh, below the well, uh, luxury tax. My plan here was to go, to go under the salary cap, but I see you going into the luxury tax most likely with that pick. So maybe yeah, I, I think could I might throw have in the to extra into it. Maybe I could throw in the extra five million for my team and get a good pick of that. And hopefully, we can do that. But right now, it is my pick. I just chose Ennis Cantor. I'm sitting with 10.9 mil. I don't know how I can't take this guy. I don't know how he's still here. I don't know how you haven't picked him yourself, Sam. I'm going to go with small forward Stanley Johnson from Toronto. Interesting for, pick. For $3.8 million. So that leaves me with around $7 million, And I think I'm going to maybe use that $5 million and the luxury tax to work with at the end. So. So we'll see. We still have a lot of players that we need to get three more. So I'm hoping we can get some good talent. Yeah, man. So Stanley Johnson's a good a good option. And he hasn't performed to what he's been hyped up for, but he was, I believe, what, the eighth overall pick, the ninth overall pick in, in his for, draft For class? the Pistons. For the Pistons. Now, he hasn't gotten to the level he was projected to be at, but maybe in a new environment, you know, on, on an island in Honolulu, right? That, that might be a good idea. Um so I'm trying to get as much bang for my buck as possible, right? I want to stay as close to below the, the salary cap as possible. If I have to go into luxury, I don't want to go too far in. Uh, remember, this is a new franchise. They don't have money to spend like that. So I'm going to get a stretch big, someone that can maybe knock down a few of their shots, play some big minutes down the stretch. And that's going to be Chet Diallo from the Phoenix oh. Suns. He's only going to cost me 1.8 mil. I think that's a lot of value for my, uh, for my money and, and for my pick at number 11. Yeah, it's a really, really good pick. I, I see the potential that you're going. And I see what that DeAndre Jordan pick did for you is you, it's putting you on a budget here. You're, it is. You're very slim on your money, and it's noticeable. He's not the worst player, obviously, but – you still you still have to manage your money, and he's a good value value pick for you. I re, I really see that. Yeah, so, because especially like I know my top nine ten guys are the ones that are hitting the rotation. We're getting into that segment of the draft where you don't know if these guys are ever going to even get minutes. So if you could get so, any kind of value, you're happy. The way I approached my draft was a little different than yours, Sam, because I still have seven million dollars plus that five into the luxury that I can that still use, which gives me have, yeah. So I can still get rotation guys for my team, which I feel like I'm going to. Um, as I might, I might take with this pick. I'm going to take the Nassus onto the compo, which which is 1.7 million dollars, leaving me with 5.4. So I do see the Nassus being somewhat in my rotation, but maybe as one of the last guys. Mm-hmm. I, I he's just he's just a good lengthy player. 
who can who can play defense and and maybe go out there and score when you need him in your rotation. He'll fill a role. We'll find the role that he needs to play on the Honolulu Luau's and and we'll get him there. Yeah, maybe you could trade him to the Knicks and try to convince them that you're trading their his younger brother instead, right? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um yeah, but in all seriousness, he is a good pick. He has that that bloodline, right? That MVP bloodline. Um, and, and you know what these are the Kumpo guys, right? They take a few years to develop. And, you know, if he puts in the time and the effort, he, he could get there. Totally agree. All right. I want to try to see if there's any, any highlight reels I can find that are left on the board, right? Someone that could draw in the fans. And I think the flashy passing of Rajon Rondo is too hard to Ooh. to look over. Now you already took one of his teammates, so that pick was locked in for me pretty much the moment you said his name. I'm going to take Rajon Rondo. He's going to cost me 2.7 million, and now I have two picks to go, and I have 2.3 million to spend. Rajon Rondo brings that playoff atmosphere, like playoff experience, to yep. your team. He will be a veteran leader, maybe even starter from day one. So. That is a really good pick. I, I for one, went for the younger guy with the earlier pick because I do want to see this Honolulu team go far in, in many years to come, too. So with my next pick, I'm going to take another young guy, just 21 years old. I'm going to take Isaiah Hardenstein, Hardenstein, one of the above, from the Rockets for $1.6 million, leaving me with three mil left 3.7 mil so this pick for me what i'm looking at is a young guy who's big tall played defense we got a, a another backup to ennis just in case he's not going to be in the rotation much until we develop him and maybe down the line when when we lose a few of the guys we have in our team maybe he maybe he develops into someone we can use often but for now it's just what value we can get at, at the later rounds to see if we can get backups, to see if we can stay healthy and to see how we can best suit our team for success. Oh, that is an interesting pick right there. And, you know, maybe find a player whose name you could pronounce, but you know, if he does turn into something that, that, that could be interesting yeah. right now, we're really reaching into our, our depth bag, especially with both of our salary caps starting to dwindle and, the amount of talent left on the board starting to get sparse. But I am seeing a guy from a team that, that knows the kind of players to draft. Uh, and I, I'm really taking their word for it because we haven't seen him play very many minutes in the NBA. But I'm going to take Keita Bates-Diop from the Denver Nuggets. That's right. in, in the limited, limited minutes he has, his efficiency is through the roof. Right, He's a young guy. He's a small forward in a – which is a position I have enough of. So if, if he could sit back and develop while guys like Gordon Hayward, Mario Hazonia uh, can really take up those minutes, he could, he could develop in the back scenes, and maybe he'll turn into one of those, those surprise players. You know, we've seen the Denver Nuggets produce some of them. So I'm trusting their word for it, that if, they're, that if he's on their roster, he belongs on my roster too. Does that put you over the salary cap? No, I still have seven hundred k to go, uh, oh. which means my next pick will just barely put me into the luxury. So maybe it's time for me to consider going into the the luxury tax. We're only gonna stay in the tier one range. 
So I'm seeing with, I have 3.7 mil right now. If I can go into this luxury tax range right now and then select a true starter for my team, it will be worth every extra penny I pay. So I'm considering going with the former Brooklyn Net, Garrett Temple, who is going to be an instant plug-and-play starter with my last pick, wrapping up the Honolulu Luau's, putting me under the Tier 1 luxury, over into the Tier 1 luxury tax by 1200000 So I am $3.7 million under the Tier 1 luxury tax cap, which is what we're playing to. Yeah, and if anyone doesn't know, the way that the luxury cap works in the NBA is that it's broken down into several tiers where the more you spend over the luxury tax, the more money you have to pay to the league for the inconvenience of breaking the salary cap. And the way we're playing this game is we're only going to that first tier, which goes up to $5 million over the, the soft cap. So that means we have essentially $97 million of cap but we're trying to stay as close to that 92 million as possible because these are new franchises they don't want to break the bank just yet before they start getting revenue so for my last pick i'm gonna find one of the cheapest contracts left available uh i don't know too much about this guy all i know is that his contract means that i can pay as little luxury tax as possible. He's never going to break the rotation. Maybe we'll send him to the G League. Maybe he'll, he'll develop there. Uh, but I'm going to go with Melvin Frazier Jr. Interesting pick, Sam. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm going to find a starter in the 14th pick like you did there. But yeah. I, I'm happy with the way that turned out. Um, the, the 14th pick, I, I don't have as much value on that player. But you got a good pick there with your number 14 guy. So let's go over our potential starting lineups and bench rotation. Um, for my team, the Luau's, I'm thinking my starters are going to be looking like Quinn Cook, Garrett Temple, Rodney Hood, Blake Griffin, and Bobby Portis at the five. This roster is going to be shooting. We have Quinn Cook, Garrett Temple, and Rodney Hood running the one through three, all shooters, all defenders, all can play fast basketball, throwing lobs to break Blake Griffin and Bobby Portis with their extra defensive help down low. I feel like this team can't go wrong, especially with a star player like Blake Griffin. Let me hear some about your starters, Sam. Yeah, man. So I decided to go based on my roster with Patrick Mills, starting at point guard, Dennis Smith Jr., Gordon Hayward, Jabari Parker, and DeAndre Jordan. I think this team has the perfect combination of spacing, size, and defense. There is not a single uh, hole in that roster based on the, the limitations that we were able to, to play with. Um, Patty Mills has championship experience. We have Dennis Smith Jr. and Jabari Parker, who are young and hungry. And Gordon Hayward and DeAndre Jordan, who have been all-stars in the past and are ready to prove that they can lead a team far into the playoffs if given the opportunity to that sounds like a really good starting lineup, Sam. So let's dive a little more into our bench rotation. So we drafted some guys who, who can give a spark off the bench. And I'm going to read names right now that I've made that define my rotation. That means the players that I say first are going to be the sixth man. And then the following players are going to be seventh, eighth, ninth, respectively. 
So my sixth man is going to be Ennis Cantor, who dominates rebounds. He's, he's a really good spark plug off the bench, followed by yep. TJ McConnell, who's basically another spark plug, which I'm getting two great value picks for my bench. Already, already looking good. My next two guys on my rotation are going to be Rodney Magruder and Stanley Johnson, who are both really, really good defenders who can easily Scrappy come in guys. and score the ball when we need them to. They won't just be there to fill a role, but they'll also help out and be their own players. So the last guys in my rotation who I'm not going to be playing as much, but they're still going to get some minutes in this order are James Ennis, Omari Spellman, Thanasis Antetokounmpo, and Isaac Bonga. So these guys are the guys that I, I chose on my team. Young talent who I'm going to develop over the years. And let's see if we can give them some minutes and some run so they can shine on the Honolulu Luau's. Yeah, I like that rotation. You got a lot of uh, combinations of uh, skill, size, shooting. Uh, I'm going to go over my list right now. Uh, and I have a few options for who I can start at six man, right? Uh, but in my opinion, the biggest definition of a six man is someone who could come in and change the pace of the game, right? Someone who can take over and say, hey, I, I know I'm on the bench, but that doesn't mean I'm any less important to the team. And that's Rondo. Um, he's going to be subbed in for Patty Mills. He's a more rough kind of player, right? He's he's kind of like a bulldog on the court. He'll he'll pester the other team. He'll get inside their heads. He can run the offense. He can really change the pace. And that's that's the definition of a six man for me. And Rondo sure loves his potatoes. He does love his potatoes, man. <laughs> uh, so he's the perfect player to come off the bench for for my team. Uh, following that, I have and the, this the order of the next three really could change depending on the game and what the team would be lacking in. Uh, so I would have Jordan Poole, Mario Hazonia, and Boban Marjanovic. So if you see that DeAndre Jordan is starting to get into foul trouble, if he's having trouble defending the other team, we could throw in the giant Boban into the paint and just let him stand there with his arms up. Right? No one's scoring on that. He makes grown men like DeAndre Jordan look small. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> but if the team is struggling shooting the ball, if, if the spacing is really the issue, that, then we could sub in Jordan Poole or Mario Hazonia and, and really stretch the floor. Those guys can get their own shot. They can play off of other players. They really just make the guys around them look much better. So th th those are the plug-and-play kind of options depending on the night. Now, if the game is starting to get a little rough, if, if the teams are starting to get into a heated – debates let's call it that with the other team i'm gonna throw mike scott in there i'm gonna let him bully around whoever whoever's talking the most noise on the other team right i don't mind if if scott gets a t and gets thrown out of the game right he's gonna get in the other team's head uh and i'm gonna throw mike scott in there later in my rotation the rest That's of the rotation sure. the rest of the rotation is mostly development guys guys that Likely would only be there if it's either a blowout one way or the other, or if it's later in the season where games start to matter less. Um, and that would be Diallo, Diop, uh, Grayson Allen, and, and Frazier Jr. These guys, I don't know how much of a spot on the team they have. They do have some flashes where they could be special, uh, but it really depends on what, how, the, how they perform in training camp and, and practices. I really like how your bench is rounded out, Sam. You have really good, really good backup players that can come in and change the pace of any game. 
see it can it can give you a matchup advantage whenever they come in. Jordan Poole provides a lot of shooting off the bench, so does Mario Hazonia. I like the way your team turned out and your starters your starters can can win out against a lot of other team starters in this league. So I, I really like your team. I, I like my team as well. We both drafted very, very good teams. And I feel like this was a success. The NBA should really, really consider doing this because, first of all, it would mean more basketball for us fans to watch mm -hmm. because that would be more games. And it's more competition. The more teams there are, the better the playoffs are going to be because the season just means that more. You have to beat out two more teams to get those last spots. And I feel like if they do implement this play-in tournament strategy in the future, I feel like this could be really, really something special. And the expansion should should happen. I feel like a few teams that we didn't talk about, a few cities that we didn't talk about that could possibly get one are the Seattle. The Seattle needs the Supersonics back. I know, I know. It was it was a tough it it was a tough financial situation over there, trying to support that team and and I don't know they've just been itching for basketball again. I know they just got the Seattle Kraken, which is an NHL expansion team, mm -hmm. which is similar to what we're doing here, but I I do feel Seattle needs another team. Yeah, and one of the big reasons we didn't pick that is we felt like that one was talked about all the time whenever it's discussed another team that we thought another city rather we thought about was las vegas but again i feel like every time that the expansion draft is brought up those were usually the first two teams mentioned so so we decided to go for those lesser talked about cities like honolulu and um, boise now i feel like this would be a success if they tried it in the real nba especially since Teams are starting to lose a little bit of money with, with the quarantine going on. There's eight teams that didn't even make it to the bubble. Those teams aren't getting those televised watch hours, right? So adding two more teams to the NBA could spice it up. It could open up a few more markets of teams, of cities that are desperately lacking in sports in, in those areas. Now, Boise does have some college fans, right? Of course it does. And Honolulu recently, if I'm not mistaken, it produced uh, the top five uh nfl draft pick right yeah the honolulu sports hawaii sports in general as per there's always a few prospects that go into the nfl we don't see many hawaiian players going into the nba but it would be a really culture it would be a culture change for hawaii if they got a basketball team there we would start to see a lot of players from hawaii maybe going into the nba we've seen marcus mariota and, and several other players in the NFL, I would love to see more players go into the NBA. Yeah, and one of the best ways to do that is plop a professional team right there into their crowd. That's I know a lot true. of a lot of players would love to play in Honolulu, right? Just, just, to live in Honolulu. Yeah, um, it, it's kind of similar to what we see with other market teams like Miami, LA. Players just love to migrate to the, those. Uh, high high cities you know like the, mm -hmm. the cities where it, it looks like paradise to live there right um we also thought about some international teams but the customs and all of the international travel fees associated with that we we thought that if there was ever going to be an expansion it would likely stay national and not international but the nba is definitely looking at expanding into more global markets as well 
For sure. I I feel like we've we've been very successful today in, in what we've done in this draft. The the Idaho potatoes and the Honolulu Luau's would definitely be very successful NBA teams for this year and, and years to come. Yep. And now here's another thought that I was having. Um, we discussed how the G League might might change in, in recent years. Uh, you think that if our predictions that we discussed in that previous podcast, which if you haven't seen that, you better check that out. Um, you think if our predictions do come true, that would make a, an NBA expansion more likely since there would be a lot more pool of talent to pick from. There's be more teams so clamoring to get those guys. Our prediction to summarize it from the last video was we said that the G league is getting a lot more pro prospects that are going into the pros top prospects from around the nation. So maybe considering that they are getting a larger amount of players and less of the G league is made for lower star recruits now, because I do see a lot of the higher star recruits coming in. I feel like it is a possibility, Sam. So that, that is a good point that you make. And I'd, I'd be interested to see if that, if that played out in the future. It's all connected. That is. Right. The more talent there is, the more uh, teams there are, are going to want those guys. And there's only so much talent to go around. So if you open up the league, make an extra couple teams here and there, that could really make the competition something fun to watch. I 100% agree. And I hope you guys have had fun watching and listening to us talk about this. What do you guys think about the, the possibility of an expansion draft? And what would you have done differently from us? Would you have gone even further over the salary cap or would you have tried to stay below? And maybe there's some more star players we missed. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media on Instagram at backseat.banter. Again, that is at backseat.banter. And on Twitter at bbpodofficial to stay tuned for more updates. And make sure to subscribe to our YouTube and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you guys next time.